I'm a generic look here in New York. One day yeah. a guy stopped me on the street. He's like, hey. Yeah, did they call you Jason Biggs? Anytime I see Jason Biggs, I'm like, man, this guy looks like Greg. No, it wasn't that. But he's like, hey. And then he realized I wasn't a person he knew. He said, oh, sorry. I thought I knew you. I was like, yeah, I know. I got a generic look. <laughs> you should trademark your look. So if people want to use the way that you look, you can say that they're copying you. And then you have they have to owe you money. I can't. The disheveled Jew hair and glasses. Hey, we have an advertiser. I know, but how does that work? It's an advertiser in Chicago. Chicago, that's where it is. I couldn't remember where it was from. And we have like a total, I, mean, I don't want to scare our advertiser away, but we have a total of maybe 12 listeners in Illinois. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe people will be looking for some boudoir uh, photos. Those 12 people. I don't I don't think, though, that uh, we need to do the promoting for them. They just get to run their spot. Well, listen, if anyone's listening right now and if you could just please go to their website and tool around on it, give them your email address that you don't use, the Yahoo one that you don't use instead of your Gmail one. What's their website? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Do whatever you have to do. Support these people because yes. we need the money, even if it's an additional 50 cents. Uh, I just went to the bodega to get a coffee. And my guy's like, hey, you see the new coffee prices? And I said, what? What? I have a dollar fifty here. Exactly a dollar fifty. He's like, dollar uh -huh. seventy five starting Sunday. Said, oh, wow. you just made it. Whew. Yeah, but he's raising it on me, on everyone. That's a shame. So I need that quarter from our advertiser. All right, let's start this. Five. No, hold on. Fifteen. Fourteen. Thirteen. <laughs> Too high. Twelve. Eleven. <laughs> ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three, two, one. Welcome to One Topic, where we try and stick to one topic. My name's Autumn Fisher. I'm sorry, I was drinking coffee this time. I'm bad at this. I forget that I have to introduce myself every time. My name is Greg Russ. Thank and you for joining us today on this wonderful One Topic, where we shouldn't say we try to stick to one topic. We do stick to one topic, even though we may not. There is no try. Today... The topic for this week is theft. Now, that's interesting, Greg. I'm going to pretend like I don't know why we're talking about theft, and I'm going to ask you, why did you choose theft as this week's topic? Well, thank you for asking, Autumn, because I wasn't sure if I really wanted to get into the details of it if you weren't that interested. Oh, well, good thing that I am, because I have no idea why you chose this topic. Well, let me tell you a little story about something I that happened up. to me recently. <laughs> buckled in? Yes, buckle up and buckle in and put that lap bar across your lap. Put the Harness. roller coaster thing down. Harness yourself in. Yeah. No, I bring this up because I was just stolen from. What? Yes. I had a bag of mine and Christina, my girlfriend, had her bag stolen out of a coat room in a museum in Philadelphia, a medical museum of all places, a weird specialty museum that's got old medical tools on display and specimen in jars like uh, fetuses and uh, Siamese twins. It's like, who at this kind of museum wants to steal this bag? Nobody. So I left it in this coat room. Come back, it's gone. And you weren't allowed to have bags in the museum, right? No. There were lockers. Oh, there were lockers. Did you have to pay for the lockers? But the, the lockers weren't big enough for these two bags. Okay. So I couldn't put in. The lockers were strange. It's a quarter, but when you bring the key back, you get the quarter back. One of those. Like, the quarter is enough incentive. Even though we were talking about earlier how a quarter is incentive, so I can get... Uh, let's say I didn't know <laughs> that my coffee was going to be raised a quarter at the bodega, so at the time I didn't think that the quarter was a big deal. Now I realize how much of a big deal a quarter could be. But... The bags wouldn't fit into these lockers at this museum. So we left them with her. Everyone else has got their coats in there. There's some other bags sticking around. And then there's a, a sign that says uh, the museum's not responsible for your belongings. Way to get them off the hook. Yeah. Now, when you first told me that story, I really thought I pictured a, I guess, a more traditional or maybe like, I don't know, like a Smithsonian type of museum where. They, there's someone there and they give you a number and there's a whole system and people that are running back and forth getting, you know, people's bags and coats and things. But this was just a, a closet to put things. I don't know how to pronounce the name of it because there's an umlaut over the U. Uh, uh -huh. The Mutter Museum. Oh, is without, Mutter? Yeah, without the umlaut. 
It's e, uh, the it's, E. But yes, it's a very interesting museum. There's a bunch of skulls there, and it's just skulls of people, and it tells you how they died. Some just died of natural causes. But their skull is now just in a case on display for everyone to see, which I found to be interesting. And there's like Definitely. there's giant skeletons, men who were like seven foot two, and then you have dwarf skeletons in comparison next to each other. So going into this, yes, I left my bag out in the open, which is part of the reason I'm I, whatever. I was warned there was a sign. <laughs> I'm not you know completely outraged, but uh, I I didn't think going in. My thought process: Eh, who's going to take this? If they do think this, I, I take this. I even said this. If someone takes this, they're not getting anything anyway. And then you come back after going through the museum and the bag's gone, even knowing that the person didn't really get much because there wasn't too much in the bag, you still feel very violated. Yeah. Like it, so, it, it ruined my mood. We, I just, after the museum, I said, let's just get on the train and go home. Went right back to New York. You did? Yeah. What was the plan for the rest of the day? The reason we had the bags in the first place is because we checked out of the hotel uh, and we were going to take the train a little bit after the museum. We we're going to wander around a bit more, maybe get some food. That didn't happen. I just said, get on the train. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. Oh, no. And my mood was sour. Sour for the how rest did of it, the day. How did it go down when you were looking in the room? Like your coats were still there, but your bag, someone just, so it was like a suitcase. No, it was my messenger bag. My, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, the bag that I carry. And Christine had a gym bag. It was a, it was a one night trip, so I didn't have too much stuff. Here's what the people got out of my bag. Dirty underwear, dirty socks, a dirty t-shirt. They got a shirt that I did like, a button-up shirt that was new, that I'd worn twice. Uh, they got deodorant, toothpaste. They got a brush that I liked. It was a <laughs> sentimental brush. What, what sentimental value did I, a hairbrush? Yeah, it was a hairbrush. Uh-huh. It was someone I dated for like two weeks. She left. You brush your hair? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I brush my hair. After... Enough on a day trip to bring your No, hairbrush? see these things get into those bags and they stay there. Okay. I forget, I forget that they're there. That George Saunders book that I got uh, from the Doctrine Holiday Party exchange, gift exchange, that mm -hmm. was in there. It's a book. I can replace it for relatively cheap, but it was the book that I got during our holiday show. And so you know, there's some attachment there. Sure. And then the bag itself. So the person, they got that in Christina's bag. What did they get? They got uh, some running shoes. This was the most expensive thing, $120 pair of Nikes. And then they got some of her dirty clothes. She had bought a few things for her mom and her grandmother uh, and other trinkets and gifts. Mm. And those... You know, those were gone. That's kind of sad. She found this shirt that she really liked in a secondhand store. Oh, that sucks. Again, it didn't, it was $12, but it bothered right. me more that she was excited about it and then never even got to wear it. Yeah. Because some goon decided in the moment, an opportunistic moment, look at these bags that are left unattended. I'm just going to grab these and walk out with them because nobody's going to say anything because nobody's going to know. And that's the truth. The choice that this person who probably wasn't there alone so someone else with them was also on board with it. I said, yeah, let's do this. And I, I fully expected to go outside. And we did walk around a few blocks looking mm. for the discarded bags because I, I just guessed the person would dig in and find Yeah, nothing. that makes sense. Yeah. Eh, but they didn't. They didn't do that, which is fine, I guess. I, again, I say it like that because the items weren't of that much importance. It was just the uh, the... The fact that somebody stole the bags, and I'm very cynical, you know this. I'm not trusting of anyone. Right. So I don't know why I left the bag there. There was, there was well, a they moment. Well, know you had to, right? The museum wouldn't let you keep the bags around? There, was, there were those lockers. I could have tried to take some stuff out of the bags. We could have gotten two lockers, maybe shoved them in. Yeah. But we didn't even give it a go. Uh, I rarely put, this isn't true. I constantly put hope into humanity. I don't know why I keep doing this. One day I'm just going to stop it. I put hope into humanity and then I'm let down. And that's why people, that's why I'm really miserable. People think I just automatically hate people. No, the real thing that gets me going is I keep saying people are, are good. Good things will come of humanity. We're going to do great. No, nothing ever happens. The worst. But your radar is already set to receive the worst. So even when you try and convince yourself that things aren't so bad, you are going to 
your your filter is set to receive the worst. So it's that's that's what I was saying before about like you try and clean your glasses to see the world differently, but really the window is dirty. Yeah, but if you're cleaning the glasses, so you're saying you're looking through a window through glasses. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. I <laughs> just, sorry. You're like I'm clean. You're cleaning the glasses, but then the window's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Some other window somewhere else. So that's fine. <laughs> that makes sense. There's, there's no, no, no. You're tr- you're looking through the window with glasses on. <laughs> you think that everything is dirty, and so you clean your glasses, but really the window is dirty. You're going to continue to find things horrible even though you try and have a more sunny outlook. However, getting your stuff stolen is not okay. I mean, that's not something. I mean, if you really were some kind of optimist, you could say those people needed that stuff more than me, I guess. Like they must have something, you know. I don't think they did. There's situations where that kind of thing could happen and I would be more understanding. I had a loaf of bread (laughs) sticking on my bag, a baguette. And I was in a poorer part of town. and I put You my, were bicycling through France. And I put my bag down on the street to go inside and buy myself a spritzer water. And I came out and the baguette was gone. Okay, I can understand that. This is a museum. To even get to the coat room, you had to pay to get into the museum. Yeah. This is someone who just saw a chance to take a bag not knowing what was in it. And they did it. Yeah. That's all that happened. And I'm not even that angry about... I am angry about it, but I'm also, there's no woe is me. There was a discussion where Christina said, maybe we should have pressed the people who work there a little harder. So what are they going to do? They put up their sign. They're covered. They put up the stupid you sign. You did talk to someone there? I did. I said, hey, the bags are gone. Did you guys move them? Like, we wouldn't have touched them. Okay. You know, maybe, I mean, they, they never get moved? I don't uh, no, I don't think so. One time someone had their bag missing, but then someone brought it back because, uh, it was taken by mistake. Someone thought it was their bag. It's like, that's, oh. that's not happening this time. Not, that's not happening with Christina's Adidas neon pink gym bag. Oh, man. Not someone's, oh, that's, it looks like my bag. I'm taking it. Yeah. But the signs were up, and I, I made the comment. I said, if these go missing, so be it. They go missing. The, the people aren't going to really get much. I really, the, the thing that got me on the topic, though, was the feeling of being violated Mm-hmm. after it and thinking about someone who was like I didn't really lose much if you had a home break in or you were mugged held at gunpoint on the street I can only imagine now what you feel after that like I have a better idea but right. I, I assume it's what I was feeling amplified you must feel like what the hell just happened that was like a just complete invasion of your being yeah have you ever had anything stolen from you no I don't think so no Mm-mm. that's the show nothing <laughs> autumn can't relate no i have stolen before um when i was a i think the first time i can remember stealing which i think we all have stolen right i mean well this i'm not eventually... a monster i mean I'm, I'm not stealing from I, i'm not stealing from people like an adult from well, taking something of someone's. But the story I'm about to tell is me taking someone from something from someone. But I was a little kid. I was maybe in... Well, before we get was, to that... Yeah. I just want to tell you. I want to reassure you, and I really mean this. The time that those painkillers of yours went missing. <laughs> and there's this idea that I took them. For anyone who doesn't know the story, that's the story. Autumn had some painkillers that went missing. And there was this suspicion that I was the one that took them. Because I've never made a secret that I like them. And yeah. I promise you. Okay. I promise you I didn't take this. And this would be the okay. time to admit it. And I'm going to tell you all the things I have stolen, as I, it sounds like you're going to do. <laughs> but that I didn't take from you. So you had those stolen by somebody. Which, I guess so, yeah. Which, by the way, if you do have those, any kind of painkillers, and you have people over, I'm not saying, I don't know what happened to them, but people do steal them. Mm-hmm. People go into other these were not, and These were in a place like down beside the toilet in a drawer full of tampons so oh, these weren't like well though that, in a medicine cabinet that, that, you're you're really you don't understand that people who really want to find pills they will go yeah. to other people's bathrooms and search for them they will go through and anybody everything. that was over knew i so i'd had a miscarriage and so after like they gave me these pills to put inside my vagina <laughs> to make to help get all of the products of conception, which is the 
the baby never grew a heart. So, it's, I mean, it's yeah, anyway. It was some um, cells that belonged in the museum that I went to where I had my bag stolen. Yeah. But not like it had turned into something. It just never grew a heart. But that's what this museum was. Just, yeah. I just want to. This okay. is the kind of place I went to where somebody stole from a museum where they had babies who didn't grow hearts in jars. Yeah. Well, we called him Spine <laughs> because he had grown a spine, but no heart. Which people get angry about that, right? Get angry about what? The fact that you made a joke about it. Oh, I don't know. Do they? I feel like some people would. Maybe that. Well, maybe I just assigned that. I thought you told me once that someone did get angry. But look, it's a traumatic thing, right? Is is yeah. Even if the baby was never going to be born, making a small joke about it to make yourself feel better to to you know bring some levity to it, I don't think is a problem. No, it's it was it's my unborn baby. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you want to name it Spine? You can name it Spine. Yeah. And listen, it didn't have a brain or anything. It was just a spine <laughs> and maybe some little connectedies and no heart. There's nothing we can do. Anyway, so they gave me some pills to help get this this being out thing out of me. And it, it was very, 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 very painful. And so they gave me Percocet, I think. Is that what you... I think I gave you one once, didn't I? Yeah, I think it's what they were. They may have okay, just yeah. been generic... Something. Yeah. So I had Percocet and that's why I had them. (laughs) So somebody, anybody that's around me might have known that that's what I had. Oh, they sure did know because I had my neighbor mail them to me in Wisconsin because I didn't think I needed them. But it turns out I did. And so she went into my apartment. And so I'm sure people in our apartment group knew. It was only 12 other people. So they, I'm sure that they knew that I. But you used to have people over. I I don't, I don't know if you used to hang out in the the uh, courtyard yeah and maybe someone had to go to the bathroom and i'm gonna use your bathroom autumn and yeah dug, you never know where these things go <laughs> who knows either way i did not feel violated i really just thought oh greg must have probably took it taken these <laughs> i would have just asked i think this is the thing i would have just asked you because there yeah. were no secrets at least with us other people uh, but yeah I, but uh, to ask me for them and then for me to give them to you it seemed especially after you had stopped doing them I think that would have been a problem. You wouldn't have wanted to admit that by being open and asking for them. Sure. I guess it wasn't actually before, though, was it? I quit. I thought, I thought it, was, it was after. I thought this was like 2014. We're talking years it ago. It was. Five years ago at this point. So yeah. I, whatever. So that didn't bother you? No, it didn't bother me. I didn't feel violated or anything. Let me say it's, it's someone oh, yeah. you didn't know. Someone you did have someone over in the courtyard and they went in and you found out it was someone you had no clue who they were. They were just visiting a friend who, and they happened mm-hmm. to use your bathroom. Would you feel differently? No. Okay. Cause I didn't care. I don't care about these Percocet. We have some in the closet right now. They still went through your, your stuff though. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I really don't care. All right. I, I guess I'm just strange about my things. I yeah. don't, I don't even like people coming into my home. If I had a big enough apartment to host, I still wouldn't host. Yeah. Cause people are nosy. And if, I don't care as long as you leave it and it's something I don't care if it's something I care about then I and you're um, inconsiderate about it then I care but if you if you want to come through and you want to snoop around and you don't and everything goes back where you found it I'm fine <laughs> okay that's fair enough that's that's just uh... it's the same thing with my YouTube thing like on YouTube I have all those videos of me showering and <laughs> It being like a, a vlog, but I'm taking a shower and it's from the shoulders up and there's no there's nothing dirty about it except for, I guess some people are coming on for a couple different reasons. One, there's a girl who's in the shower and she's naked, but you can't see anything. And then the other reason is people have this shampoo fetish, this like lather fetish and they, they watch it for that. So to me, I don't care what you're doing. So the, oh, so it came up. It's like, don't you think that you, you should take those down or something? Because it's it's being used in a way that you didn't intend and in, and in a way that is sexual. And it's sexualizing you in this weird way that you also didn't intend. So should I take them down? I don't care what you do when you watch my video. What if you have a, a fetish for, you know, clicking a pen and I click a pen on screen why would I care that you're jerking off that? I don't. So that's that's different. Then you're presenting something to the world, and then they can consume it in any way they'd like. Right. What I'm bringing up is someone invading your personal space. I'm Whether not saying that, be, that you shouldn't feel violated, but I'm saying if someone comes into your house and looks around and moves things and puts them back, 
nothing's missing and everything's fine, and go, but they still have gone through your stuff. Would you be upset? Yes, totally. Yeah, I wouldn't care. I just don't <laughs> want people touching my things. Don't touch my things. Things are in some kind of order that I understand. And if you move it, I'm going to notice. And then they deal. What if they put it right back? Well, but then they tell you, like, I went through all your shit, but you never notice. I wouldn't like it. Yeah, I wouldn't care. I don't like people going like, through Like, ooh, what'd stuff. you find? <laughs> That's fine. And we differ on that. So I, this is good to set the table. I was just curious, you know, in, a, in approaching this discussion. Yeah. I would feel like if someone took any kind of pills out of my bathroom of any sort, prednisone. Yeah. You know, for example, which is just a steroid or maybe even some Tylenol. Like, where did that bottle of Tylenol go? Like, I uh, just that guy took it. Huh? You just went in and took the Tylenol like it was yours. Yeah. Unbelievable. So it's like weird. Why do you do that? Like in lead in, you said that you've stolen before. Yes. Um, The first time I stole something, I think I was, you know, four years old. I was it was before I was in kindergarten and this little girl i was at daycare and this little girl had this cool thing i don't even remember what it was like a fairy or a dragon or some sort of like my little pony i don't know but i liked it and she was letting me we were waiting for our buses or something to maybe take us oh maybe i wasn't kidding i don't know when it was anyway we were waiting at this table to be shuttled somewhere and it was to go home and i she was letting me see it and I was playing with it and I knew I was like strategizing. I knew that her like table was being called and that she had forgotten about it and I was getting to keep it. So I definitely kept it. But in my mind, I was like, I don't know what's happening. I am just still playing with this toy, even though the other part of my brain is like, yes, I'm getting it. She's leaving. She's going to forget. And then this will be mine. So, so I somewhere- take it home. Hmm. Well, somewhere in there in your brain, you knew that keeping it wasn't the right thing to do, even yes. though you were really young. Yes, I knew that. I knew that I was, you know, I don't know if I knew it wasn't the right thing to do, but I knew that I needed to not tell her that I still have it because I wanted it okay. and that it was hers and not mine. So but a, if she leaves, then it's I get to keep it because no one will know. Or maybe, I don't know, I didn't have enough forethought to think the next day she'd be like, yo, where's my thing? That's a different thing then. If you knew that she found out, you'd have to give it back. It's wholly selfish. I was just curious as if, I mean, what age does it set in? You're, yeah. you're taught right and wrong not to steal. I was just curious as to if it was built in somewhere in our brains at a young age. Like I, I really shouldn't keep this. I don't know why I shouldn't keep this. but I think it must have been in there because I knew enough to be sneaky about it. Yeah, but that's also, I think, because you wanted it. And you just knew that if she found out, she'd take it back because it was hers. Maybe. It's hard to know when you're that young. If it was a sense of right, wrong, or just I want this and I don't yeah. want it to be taken away. Yeah. So I did that. And I think that my mom asked me, where did you get that? And I didn't really have an... I mean, oh, I said that the girl gave it to me. And what I think, and I might be piecing this together, because when you're young, you know, you kind of fill in the blanks. <laughs> but I think that the... That someone called and... Maybe it was the mom and like called my mom and and told her that I had it. And so my mom like knelt down and talked to me about it and asked me, you know, to tell her the truth. And she said, I can always tell when you're lying. And I thought, no, you can't. So I looked her. (laughs) Which as a parent now, I'm sure you're like, oh, yeah, I can always tell when you're lying. (laughs) Well, I looked. I, I don't know. Sometimes, Ella, I'm not sure. But I, lo- I looked at her right in the eyes and I knew that there's something about eyes when you're lying. Like, you got to look in the, in the eyes. You can't look around. So I looked her in the eyes and I was like, she, I was like, no, she gave it to me or something. Like, I remember saying, like, exp- sort of recreating the story saying she gave it to me. And then my mom was like, okay. And then I think I gave it back to the, the girl. Like, I think somehow she got that toy back. So who knows? My mom could have gotten on the phone with, and, and said, yeah, that's fine. We'll give the toy back. And maybe my mom, because she was always defending me, like she felt like I never could do any wrong, <laughs> which I totally did wrong. She probably thought like, oh, that little girl probably did give it to her and then changed her mind and then told her parents that she didn't want to give it to her or that she didn't and that she stole it. So, but that was the first time that I experienced my own little version of stealing. I think... I'm looking at the list of things that 
I've stolen over my life. I put this together for the show. Awesome. And, and I'm not really proud of it, but I'm I'm thinking about the progression of age and the justifications to stealing as I get older or as people get older. And maybe, you know, I think it's an interesting approach to take to this. Okay. Uh, so you were four at that point. And this or was just, five something. But yeah. it's just something you wanted. Yeah. And there's, we can't really figure out what the justification was other than I want this. Yeah. It was cool and I wanted it. And I think the first one, the same thing for me, is dominoes. I stole these Looney Tunes dominoes, physical dominoes, uh-huh. from a friend in the neighborhood growing up. I was probably five. And I took them home. And, of course, my parents are going to ask, where did you get those? They know they're not mine. And you can't say you went to the store and bought them yourself or anything. My brilliant brain, I said, uh, the Domino's Pizza Man came by and gave them to me. They didn't believe it for a second. <laughs> which, which the next part of my mind was blown. It's like, how could you not believe that? That's such a great story that the Domino's uh-huh. Pizza Man came by and gave me Domino's. And I think that one, though, was I just wanted them. I saw them. I liked them. I took them. And right. then knowing, though, when my parents asked me where they came from, I knew that I couldn't just say I took them. I knew that was <laughs> wrong. I was old enough. So I made up a lie. So I think that's the first step. I just, I want these things. Why shouldn't I have them? Yeah. And then we progress on my list. If there's anything else around that age that you stole, tell me. We can, we can talk about uh, it. Um, I, no, it was, it was a little bit later when I stole other things. But um, I, I was stolen from an elementary school. Uh, someone stole my bookmark that I had gotten at the book fair. Which of those were great bookmarks. Book fair. No, they're, book- yeah. You remember what the bookmark was? No, I wish I did. It was probably awesome. <laughs> they used to be so important bookmarks. I, yeah. I, now I just use a scrap sheet of paper in a book. But I use a, an actual bookmark. What a great thing to have. Yeah. Well, this one, um, I had done something to it. Like I had drawn something on it. Something. I don't remember what it was but there was some marking on it that was obviously mine and this kid in my class it was missing I didn't know where it was and then all of a sudden this kid was using it. I was like that's my bookmark and I told on him and we were sort of it was like a he said she said in front of the teacher and he was saying like that he had bought it at the book fair and that it was his or like his mom gave it to him or something and I said no that's mine it has this mark on it that's mine and she he was in trouble and I got it back. And I thought, ha justice has been served. I had a pencil sharpener that was a cement truck, little cement truck. And then the pencil sharpened, you know, the, where the cement would come out of the uh-huh. cement mixer. And it's butt. And that was first grade. And some kids stole that. <sighs> he went into my, we, we you know you had a pencil box. The box. Mm-hmm. I had a pencil box in my desk and that was gone. And then the kid was using it. And it's like, it's, this isn't a, the book fair thing with the bookmark. Yes, yours goes missing. Someone else suddenly gets it probably stolen. But there is an opportunity for everyone in the class to buy the same thing conceivably, right? right? This, is, this was just so obvious. It's like, you just took that. And I, I got it back. I don't know what happened. I told the teacher. The teacher, yeah. I think, probably reached out to his parents. And who knows? I got the thing back. But even then, so why did you take that from me? Even though I had taken someone else's dominoes and didn't think about their feelings at the time, yeah. how they would feel. You know, I guess this is part of um, maturing emotionally, which some people are stunted, as you'll see. I think it's brain development in a lot of ways. It, 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 like, I, I think that it's just built in that people are kind of scummy by nature. <laughs> yes. because it's, That's how you survive. Yes, it's survival, yes. right? And we're in a world where we don't have to worry about too much survival, at least a lot of us, plenty of us do, but you know, we're lucky enough where we don't. So it manifests in weird ways. Like, I just want that thing. Yeah, and I'm going to figure it. out how to, how to get it. Which in a different environment could be, I want that thing and I need that thing. If I don't get that thing, it could be the end of me. Right. So I think you do need to learn over the course of time or de- develop, as you said, what did you, what was your thought on it? Brain development, that there's parts of your brain that haven't fully developed, just like, I think about this all the time. Like, I remember hearing as a kid that your frontal lobe, which is your sort of um, helps you deal with consequences of actions, isn't formed until your early 20s. And so that's what happens, like these reckless teenagers, you know, and how a lot of kids die when they're teenagers is because they don't think about that this could, this action could kill them or could, you know, have some further consequence. So I think about that with Ellie, who's, four and a half almost five 
you know, I'm expecting her to understand why she's done something. Like if she does something wrong and I'm going to, I ask her like, why would you do that? She doesn't know why she does it. Running on impulse, you know, but we are social creatures just like a pack of monkeys. And so we have to sort of teach each other and the kids what is socially acceptable. So yes, as it continues, well, I also had gum stolen from me in middle school. Which gum? Gum. Just a pack of like, bubblicious. In, How did you even know? In gym. I feel like I would just lost it. I had it in my uh, backpack and we went into gym and we had to switch out our clothes. And then right. I came back and the backpack pocket was open and the gum was gone. That really bothered me too. <laughs> because it's an invasion of your space, of your things. And it's just a complete disregard for your being. It's like, I yeah. want that gum. I'm going to take your gum. I don't care what it means to you. I am incapable. But this was middle school. So developmentally, uh, you know, as you say, you're not at that point. And Pacific Sunwear is where I stole next. That's where I worked. And I was 17 at the time. So uh, I knew better. I surely knew better. Yes, you definitely know better. So Pacific Sunwear, this is awful. The whole store was I was working there. And I was a good employee. And then some of the other employees start to steal. And then they tell you that they're stealing. Then they tell you how they steal. And part of it really was this pressure that I felt, which could be an excuse and a justification because I could still have said no easily. But there was part of it. Well, these other people are doing it. And I don't want to feel like the guy's not doing it. Or I don't want to be the guy that's not doing it and you know come off as the loser. So, you know, you steal a shirt. And back then, the big baggy pants were big because it was the 90s. So it was easy to take a shirt that you wanted and uh, you cinched it in your belt and you ran it down your leg inside the big baggy pants because (laughs) nobody would know. So you're working. And then before you go, you go in the back room and you put the shirt down your pants and you walk out. That's how it begins. Then I became the guy who was like, my friends would come in. The manager would go to the back. I would take off the tags, security tags, shove it in a bag. Like, get out of here. They would go. No cameras. No cameras at that point, which, yeah. yeah, that's something that's really changed. I don't think you can get away with any of this now. Um, but that that was driven by this idea of being cool. I wanted to be cool and show off. Uh, the people in the store didn't want to let them down. Then my friends came in like, hey, look at this. Look what I can get you. Cool, right? right? Eventually, it got caught because one of the guys was stealing money out of the register. <laughs> got out well, of control. Well, if you're going to be a thief, what a stupid way to do it. Something they check every single day. Right. You match the receipts against the till, and it's like, eh, that's not matching up. And then it becomes a pattern. You're going to look right. into that pretty quickly. Uh, store inventory, they do, I don't know, once or twice a year, and then they'll pick up on some things. Uh, so they caught him. He told another girl, and that girl told on me. Then I got a call from loss prevention, and I came to work one day, and like, you need to go to the back and get on this phone call. And this guy was like really intimidating me. They had no proof against me. but uh, Probably illegal. To what? For for them to do that to you. I mean, I don't, why not? You're lost. a minor. I was still a minor, barely. I think but I'm couple. saying you're a minor. They're like questioning you without anyone, like without an adult present. Well, it was a know. phone call. And I, sure, if, if they were going to, but they could, if it got to some court case, these things would hold up. But they wanted yeah. an admission. And the guy threatened to press some kind of conspiracy charges against me. Because I guess everyone in the store was doing it. So we right. were in on it together, which you really weren't. We kind of acting independently. But uh, I admitted it. And then the worst thing, the worst, the, the manager who hired me, who I liked so much, found out that I did that after I admitted it and was so disappointed. She said to me, everyone else I can see doing this, but you, I, I just would have never expected it from you. Oh, and she was crying. No, no. Oh, Greg. Yeah, so that's like the next step in this progression of learning that stealing is a bad thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I really hurt this person because in my mind, I'm stealing from a store. I'm stealing from this company that's paying me $5.15 an hour. It's mm-hmm. like, eh, whatever. What do I owe them? Nothing. And that's the, I didn't justify it by saying my pay was too low. It was, it was just to show off and be cool. Right. But I didn't even think about the person who hired me who's responsible for that store, whose whole store is now run amok. And it's filled <laughs> with people stealing. Like I don't know if she lost. You her betrayed job. her at I that did, point. Yes, I betrayed her. And it, for you, it had nothing to do with her. No, but that's again just a self-centered, selfish thinking. Yeah. What can I get out of this? Yeah, it's cool to get some clothes, but it was more cool that I got to tell people that I was doing it, and that carried over at the same time, like Spencer gifts, because I was working in the mall, 
and I'd go to Spencer's and I'd uh, steal like uh, South Park stickers. Oh. I was like, wow. This is at the same time you were stealing from. Yeah, this, this was all the same time. So that that triggered the stealing spree in me. Where well, I really, yeah, it made it like I can get away with this. Yeah, it really became a cool thing for me to do uh, and somewhat exciting. I would go mm-hmm. to the grocery store. I would steal groceries. Like not a lot, a small, <laughs> like a few small things. Yeah. And, and the big trick was get a few things that you want, then go up to the front where they sell tickets at the Ticketmaster counter and ask about some concert that was coming to town because there's a distraction there, right? Okay. Uh, well, there's a, it's like, if this Hold person, on, I'm writing this down. <laughs> I was going to say, if this person was really stealing, they, wouldn't, they surely wouldn't come talk to me, right? Yeah. So you go and talk and like, okay, maybe we'll come back and get those tickets. Then you walk out and anyone looking saw you talking to a store employee. And, so they stopped paying attention to you if they had any suspicion of what you were doing. That's the idea. Right. <laughs> that, that all ended, though, when I got fired from Pacific Sunwear and after my manager. And like, I wrote her this long letter and I apologized. And Oh, that's good. But I still didn't tell my parents because oh they never found out. Well, they found out because like why aren't you going to work anymore? And I said, hey, you know, soccer season's starting, and I just want to, I kind of want to focus on that. Lies. And, and they said okay. And then my mom. How went did to the, they not call your parents? Well, my mom went to the store one day, and uh, she didn't know, and she'd gone in before and met that manager. And yeah. Like, went in and said hello to the manager, and <laughs> she's like, oh, you don't know, huh? And then my mom came home and said, do you have something to tell me? Oh, that's bad when your mom says that. Yeah, your parents. But I think the lesson at that point for me was already learned. They make sure they talk to me about it. If there wasn't a lesson that I seemingly shown them, then maybe, you know, it it would have been more on their end. But I think they knew that I felt pretty bad. I had something like that happen when I was when I was caught sneaking out. Um. My parents busted me in this really horrible, stupid way that's not important. But I had a, I was wearing like an army, I think my dad's, uh, what's it called, um, whatever, army jacket that he wears. Like if you see him out at um, live shows, <laughs> he's wearing it. <laughs> but I was wearing it to be super cool. And I had a whiteout pen in the pocket. And when I was busted for sneaking out, they asked me if I was sniffing the whiteout. <laughs> like they they had lost so much faith in what kind of kid I was that they thought that I was sniffing whiteout. And I was like, you know, I was full of shame because I was busted. And But then once they said the whiteout thing, I was like, ew, no, no. That's a whole different thing. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's a different game. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm just sneaking out. Yeah, yeah we're we're finding, you know friends of mine's parents cigarette butts in their ashtrays and smoking those in the woods we're not sniffing white out or like huffing glue or something yeah that's a but that's but that that was the same sort of thing with me when you were talking about that store manager i was like oh man i really messed up they, they really have lost faith in me yeah you start to realize that your actions do affect other people right and then- i wasn't it wasn't just about being in trouble it was about what I was doing and what you were doing and what that meant you looked like to someone else. Which stupidly was what I thought was cool at the time. Right. And it probably was. I think the people around me thought it was cool. Oh, I would have been all up in that if I was you. What I would a have, stupid if I did, If I wasn't the person, I'd be like, my friend Greg works at this cool store. I'm going to get my stuff. Yeah, and that's I'm selfish. I'm going to get a baby tea. Like, that's that's <laughs> selfish on your end, too. Like, I don't even know if my friends at that point, maybe they didn't think I was cool because they surely didn't care about me getting in trouble. Like, hey, if he gets caught, at least it's not me, and maybe I can get some free stuff out of this. No, stuff like that is, is exciting. It was very exciting to me. I was very interested in, like, the bad kids. And I guess you were a bad kid. Uh, um, outwardly, I wasn't. That's how I no. hid. That's how I hid the bad stuff because yeah. like, if I'm going to do these bad things, I can't always be a bad kid. That would make me even more excited. Like, well, oh, he's not even trying to show it. Like, this kid's actually kind of cool. He's in disguise. <laughs> he's in constant disguise as a good kid. Who's, yeah. I think I was a good kid who did bad things. Because I feel like I was the same way. I was a good kid. I was friendly. I wasn't, like, mopey and weird. Even when my hair was, like, fuchsia, I still was like, hi, how are you? You know, I wasn't trying to be, I don't know, sullen. You know, like teenagers get all sullen. I wasn't like that or being weird about, with adults like, oh, uh, I don't know. You know, I wasn't like that ever. I was always this way. And so, yeah, on the outside, I was not 
smoking in the woods with strained with boys and i was not stealing from pacific sunway <laughs> if you did something though at that point the reaction autumn it'd be a yeah. shock right there would be a yeah. shock autumn did that yeah i don't believe it yeah <laughs> so this this journey though through theft autumn it progresses okay so i told you maybe i learned my lesson right i hurt someone I should not do this anymore. Then I go Life to- taught you something. You didn't just get caught and you felt bad and blah, blah, blah. Like something that was you were not expecting affected you deeply. Yes, but it didn't put an end to it because then I went to college and those textbooks were so <sighs> damn expensive. <laughs> you, I, and you could not stand for it. $100 for a textbook, $140 for a yeah. textbook. And then the audacity to say, we'll buy it back from you. And you go and they give you 15 bucks or they say... We're not using this one next semester. Different edition. Yeah, sorry. And this outraged me so much. And those bookstores, this was the next challenge to me. So I had a different justification. Uh, It was faceless because I wasn't working in the store. I didn't know who managed the store. I did think about it. But in my mind, they were part of this machine that was ripping kids off and I found to be disgusting. Mm -hmm. I I don't even care who you are. You're stealing from us. I'm going to steal from you. (laughs) And those things were littered with cameras, those stores, those yeah. bookstores. And, and did it have the uh, things by the by the door, the monitor? What are those? The I don't know, security, like a metal, yeah. not a metal detector. Yeah, the security. Uh, yes. You walk out and there's some you know tag in the book. Yes. If it's not deactivated. I think those were for, for show a lot of them. You think so? <laughs> I, I know plenty no. of stores they're not. The bookstore, yeah. I didn't, uh, they didn't go off, let me tell you that. You go into the bookstore in college, you have to put all your bags on a shelf. I assume that most colleges are like this. It's probably different now. There's a lot of online stuff. But uh, at the time, you don't bring any bags in because I guess they don't want you stealing. That was the same at Georgia State. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want you stealing. That's where I went, Georgia State. Okay. And um, so I grabbed the books I needed off the shelf. Then I went over to my book bag or my backpack on the, well, it's a book bag also, but on the shelf and put those books into it. Zipped it up, then went and did a little more shopping and browsing. It's kind of the same trick in Publix, where if, if you're going to steal, why wouldn't you get out of there right away? You wouldn't stick around. Surely after you put a book that you're stealing in your backpack, you wouldn't want to get out of there. That was my reasoning. Uh, okay. I, was, I was also placing a bet that people weren't watching these cameras nonstop. That it was going to be one of these things that if, if uh, they found out they were stolen from, they'd look back on it. Which is a stupid thing. This was like the, the school bookstore. You can get kicked out of school for that, even if you get caught later on. But I did that yeah. several times. I went in and took these books, and that's the progression of it. As I said, is like then it becomes a little more faceless to me. I can't pinpoint the person this is affecting, and who is it really affecting? Because this school's making plenty of money off of everyone, and they have you know this program where they steal more of our money. That's the way I view it: of stealing our money uh, with these outrageous prices. So I was sticking it to them by taking these books. Yeah. So you were <clears throat> you were going rogue. Yeah, and, and you, nothing. You're like a yeah. What what are those uh, those those people who like I'm gonna steal this cop car, but it's to solve a crime or something to stop a crime. <laughs> I don't know if it's that. that extreme. What is that called? You played on on a on a Grand Theft Auto. When you but yeah, but that wasn't like stealing the cop car to to stop some guy it wasn't even that chivalrous i guess there's something within that <laughs> where like, eh, maybe you're really up to a good deed i was just trying to say how dare you and there was no lesson learned you were here. writing a wrong yes for myself but benefiting from it. it it's not even writing the wrong the wrong still exists but it's yeah. like wronging while you're wronging me i'm gonna wrong you it's like right. an eye for an eye type of thing really okay, is what okay. it is and uh, that only ended because I stopped buying my textbooks <laughs> or stealing my textbooks because I figured out that the, the professors always said, uh, the exam's going to be 60% lecture, 40% reading. And then I quickly realized that most of the stuff on the exams was stuff they taught in class. So the trade-off was I couldn't skip class, which I guess is a big thing in college. And maybe I missed out on something, but I would always go to my classes. That way I could have the notes, but I wouldn't have the textbooks and I would never do the readings. And I still did just fine. Same. I never did the readings. There was no reason. I mean, I did sometimes because it was like specific, you know, sort of vocabulary that I needed to know from the book. But I didn't do all those like read pages. Blah, 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 blah. No. 
I, 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 maybe there's some professor out there who actually put that to test. Like I say 60-40, it really is 60-40, but I never really came across it. They're just using an old syllabus that was handed down to them from the previous professor. <laughs> so this is one, though, I think people get stuck in. I, I've since retired my stealing ways, though I did on my uh, on the grocery store episode. Told you that one time I stole goat cheese from the grocery store mm-hmm. with the self checkout machine. Quickly, you buy like an onion and you put. <laughs> yeah, the, you bought a potato. I think. I was, yeah, you put that on the the scale with the produce. And For you, someone who doesn't steal, like you're saying, I don't steal. You're very crafty. Like you're pretty clever about it. <laughs> because I. I'm, I scheme when I don't need to scheme. That yeah, you're be, scheming. That can be a whole other episode. You should. I had these weird schemes, like to try to get this girl to go on a date with me because I just didn't want to outwardly ask her once and be rejected. So I created this whole scheme. This that's for a different episode. Okay. But that is part of me. I guess there's a manipulative part of me, which it exists. I'm not going to say it makes me a bad person. It could make me a bad person depending on what I do with it. But just because it's there doesn't mean I'm bad. Um, but the stealing after that pretty much came to an end, but it didn't when I got into taking too many pills. This was the last one, which this happened before (laughs) yours went missing, which is why I think it's a big thing to me. Then it's like, no, I didn't, I didn't take these. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time who got shingles on her feet. She, she felt it like traveling down her legs. There was a pain in her leg and then it just manifested on the bottom of her feet. Oh, my God. Which apparently shingles is god awful. So much I've pain. Um, Have you seen the commercial for shingles sort of medicine where he like lifts up his shirt and he's got shingles? It's horrifying. Yes. And apparently I am surprised he has the shirt on because anything that touches it apparently is very painful. Yeah. So my girlfriend at the time got some painkillers. And she needed these. She mm-hmm. needed these things. And I just wanted them. So we're going back. Like the weird thing came full circle to me being a kid. I just want that thing. Mm. Because I feel like I was starting to take too many of these and not understanding quite what was happening yet. And it just hits that most basic childish part of your brain. And using these drugs just took me right back. And she needed them. I asked if I could have some. She told me no. And I still took some. I took them. I left her apartment. How many? All of them? No, four of them. But she only had like a bottle of 15 and she had already used some. Sure. And so I walked out with these, not thinking about her at all. Like this, this is really what put an end to it ultimately. But it, it's interesting to me that it just resorted back to the most basic scummy ape-like thing I could have done. I want, give, now, eat, pill. <laughs> she called me like 15 minutes later crying because I took, let me tell you this too. She her, checked him, yeah. Her mom died of a drug overdose years and years before. Oh, that's so why I, she liked I, you. I knew this though. So she has this history of people taking drugs and dying by taking drugs. She needs these things. And here I am, someone who's supposed to care about her who stole them, who just yep. took them from her. There's no thought whatsoever other than that stupid need of my brain at that moment. And the truth is I didn't. She called. I hadn't taken them yet. And I had to go to work. And I carried them around all day with me. And so they were just there. And it was this thing. It's like, I want these. It's like the beating heart underneath the floorboards. Yeah, but I took these. And that's why I brought them back to her. Um, And, you know, that was a tough. That was an awful. You can apologize in that point. I think that's a big betrayal. Yeah. No matter what. And I think that was the beginning of the end of the relationship. Even if she would have forgiven me, I I was like, there's no way I can't come back from this. How am I going to come back from this? I was that scummy of a person, that dirt bag who took these. But uh, I don't know why it took that long, but that was like the moment. I was like, no more, no more stealing. Except for that goat cheese that one time. (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> that was just a test. That was more of a, an experiment, Autumn, because I wanted to know if you could actually oh, put another. Oh, okay. I okay. wanted to know if you could put another product on the scale and weigh uh-huh. it, a, a more expensive product, and you weigh it as some produce, and it comes out uh, you know, for a cheaper price, and then you put it on the, the bag scale for the self-checkout, and it doesn't pick up on it. That's, that's what that was. Oh, okay. Just an experiment. <laughs> yeah. So outside of that, I finally got to the point. 
And it's like, no more. This is this has got to stop. And when you brought up that yours were missing, I like there is the part of me that's like, oh no, everyone's going to think this. <laughs> Everyone is going to. But I, I didn't, and it's important to me that you know that I didn't. And okay. these these are the reasons. This is the most I've ever believed you. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so even then though, yeah, I just me telling you, you still didn't believe me, which bothers ah. me. Which I kind of I I felt that I think. Mm-hmm. I think I felt that from you. That's like, all right, whatever. If you did, uh, yeah, you did. it was more like, I'll just take your word for it. I don't know. You might have taken him. <laughs> yeah, but it's but like, it's okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. In that moment, I don't feel like explaining my whole history of theft and what brought me to the point where it's important <laughs> that you know that I didn't really take these. I also kind of viewed it that way. It's like eh, it doesn't seem to be affecting too much if she really thought that I did it, even though I'm saying I didn't. It's not like hurting our friendship, I guess. So no, to me, even if you had taken them. To me, it was you were in some kind of disease and that's what you felt like you had to do. And it wasn't something like you didn't take money from me. You didn't take something that I really cared a whole lot about. And you don't seem to be continuing to take things from me. So that's fine. I could compartmentalize it as that's just what that was. And thank you. I'm glad that our friendship meant enough that you could do that. But I really, I really didn't. I'm just a really good friend. Um. All my friends have so many flaws, but I can just look right past them. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> like you have plenty of healthy relationships then, if that's the oh, case. Yeah. Ah, these people are bad for my mental health, but I'll keep them around anyway. Um, can I tell you about the things that I've stolen? Yeah, run through them. Okay. So um, I got caught as a kid. Like, um, I, I don't think we were even driving yet. Like, maybe we were dropped off at, like, a strip mall, you know? And there was a Rite Aid or something that was closing, and they had all their stuff just in these bins with, you know, dollars, like uh, prices all over them. And I was digging through and I was thinking about stealing these things. I wanted to steal them. I was looking at my friend and I was like, I'm going to steal them. And I was holding on to it. And I was thinking as I was holding on, like, I don't think I really want to steal these. I don't know if I really want to do that. And then uh, a dude comes up to me and t- says to put that stuff down. And to get out. And I was like, no, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> and, and then I got kicked out of the store and I had to wait for my friend to come out. And I remember thinking, I was, I really, I did want to, but how did he know that I wanted to? Was I being like super obvious that I was going to try and steal it? But I, then I wasn't really going to do it. And there's, so there's that hesitation. I feel yeah. that's a, that's a big tip off. If you just decided you're going to do this, maybe you've gotten away with it. Who knows mm-hmm. what your behavior was showing? I must have done something weird. And then, you know, I've stolen things with my friends to be cool, like a lipstick from Walmart. Have you ever stolen like, alone? Yeah. What's that? Have you ever stolen alone? Um, yeah. So the other thing that we do now that is mostly an accident that we could definitely change is we have, you know, when you have kids, you're bringing all kinds of bullshit with you everywhere. So like a diaper bag and then they hand you their coats. And then especially when, it, yeah, when it's cold out, you've got like mittens and hats and whatever. So this happens a lot inside of like a Target or the thrift store even or at Walmart. If you go to Walmart, I know it happened at Walmart for real. I was alone and that happened. I'll tell you that one in a minute. Anyway, when you're with the kids, you put all your stuff in the in the um, cart and then stuff ends up underneath your own things. And then, uh, or like Pete, who's little, will just like take something and put it in the cart and we don't see it. And then when we get to the checkout, we'll do like self-checkout or even the um, the one where they check you out. Like sometimes there's just stuff under, there's, you know, products underneath our items, our thing, our personal items, and then we don't see them and then we leave with them. But we get to the car and we see that we've taken them and we very easily could turn right around and take them back into the store and say, hey, I walked out with this. I'm sorry. But you don't. You're like, well, this is mine now. And that happens a lot. <laughs> so you have fantasies in which I don't want to call them quite fantasies, but they're at least thoughts. If there was ever something I really wanted to try to take, we could. Because if you got caught doing that, I feel like it's easy to pass off as a mistake. Yeah. Like, oh, what is that? I didn't even know. <laughs> so it's somewhat tempting. But you choose not to. No. Because you're mature. But it is easy to do. Like, I was by myself at this Walmart buying, I don't know what, nothing really, just something weird. And then underneath my jacket, I was very close to the door, parked, and I could have very easily just walked back in. But I I meant to pay for it. But I was like, no, this is mine now. 
oh, I've stolen glasses. I've put glasses on my face and then I got a call or something and I had my hands full and I put the, the glasses I was trying on up on top of my head. And no, I didn't. I put it like in my shirt. Like on top, like I put one of the arms hmm. in my shirt. Oh, you just and then clipped I was, it on to your shirt. Clipped it on, yeah. So then I was on the phone and then I walk out and I'm getting in the car and I'm putting my seatbelt on and I'm reaching for my glasses, but there's two pairs of glasses. I had taken like in, you know, right in front of these cashiers, like I got two sunglasses on my shirt. The abs- <laughs> one of these has a tag on it. The absent-minded criminal. Yes. That should be your M.O. <laughs> Um, she's committed a lot thing... of crimes, but she's not aware that she's committing the crimes. So Whoops, we prosec- I'm like the Amelia Bedelia. Do we prosecute? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, the other thing is, um, in an indirect way, stealing from movie theaters. Like seeing multiple movies off of one ticket, bringing in your own food, all that stuff I do. Bringing in your own food, I, it's not really theft. Movie theaters- There was a time they wouldn't let you bring in your own water. Yeah, because movie- I would tell I would tell the people that were stopping me. I told them that I was struck by lightning and that I have to have water. <laughs> and they ask you to lift up your shirt to look for that uh, tree branch type pattern that lightning leaves behind. I was in an argument with the person who was stopping me, and they were saying you can't come in unless it's, so you can't come in with that water unless it's for some sort of medical reason. I was like, then it's for a medical reason. I was struck by lightning because my cousin Diane was struck by lightning and she had to drink a ton of water. And so, so the first thing I said, I was like, then I was struck by lightning, bitch. It's a real thing. Look in. it up. Look it up. So, so anytime I go in with a water bottle, I just do it openly. And if anybody tries this, I don't think they stop you anymore, but I'm always ready to be like, it's for medical reasons. They make most of their money from the concessions, which is why they enforce that, not from the movie tickets. Uh, if you're going to see multiple movies, but buying more concessions on one Duh, ticket. No. I feel like I was saying, I feel like the theater wouldn't care about that as much than if, as if you uh, bring in your own food, which is not stealing. You're not stealing anything. You're yeah. just breaking. No, you're breaking a policy and not spending your money with them. If, if two movies is more stealing from one of the studios, whichever one you didn't pay to see. At that oh, point. I guess I download things. So I steal in that way too. Yeah. I mean, these are new ways of stealing. You have the whole downloading of music until they kind of got a grasp on that. Pirating is not a faceless crime. That's true. There's a face somewhere. It's usually a fat cat's face, but that trickles down to, uh, you know, a lot of people do work on movies and TV shows. And if they're losing enough money, if if everyone pirates their, their movies and there's no money coming in, then yeah, those people lose those jobs. But there's some truth to that statement's also a little overblown. Yeah. Just to keep you from doing it, to try to weigh on your your morality. But So I think that's what I steal. Well, going back, just to wrap this up, when I was stolen from, when we ran through these reasons people steal, and I think that's what bothered me the most. Why? There was no reason other than it presented itself to you as an opportunity to do it you didn't even know what you were going to get. Yeah. I was faceless. Christina was faceless. We were somewhere in there. Like there's, you can maybe a little more connection because you're in the same confined space and you know someone that you maybe passed looking at some exhibit. It's their bag. But I was like, there was no other reason other than I'm going to do this. And I had to assume it was an adult. And not that it's any better, but if it were some teenager and I found that I was a teenager and it could have been a teenager. But I have to assume a teenager would have been there with some kind of chaperone and some school thing. And that would, who knows? My mind, it was an adult. And I think it's one of the real... I don't think a school is bringing kids to the oddities museum. <laughs> it's not really oddities. It's like a, it's, an, a, it's a legit medical museum. No, I know, but still. <laughs> there are oddities there. I'm sure that schools go there. Okay. But there was like no reason to do it other than here it is. I can get away with this. I'm going to do it. Well, that's that's the thing about leaving your stuff out in the open. Sometimes the urge to steal is just too great for someone. Like they don't even want the thing. It's compulsive. That they're, yeah, it's just compulsive. Like I have the ability to do it. And so here it is. I have to take it. Which again is probably deep seated in our brains as some sort of survival. Like this is my opportunity. I have to take it because I won't have this opportunity later. If I don't take it, someone else will. Right. Or that, I won't get it from whatever I need it for, yeah, which but we so, don't really need it now, but maybe it's just in our brains to do that. That's all fair if that does exist in our brains, but we're supposed to be a civilized society and you're supposed yes. to move past these things, yes. which 
We just, as I've just presented, it took me quite a while. Yeah. And I still took the goat cheese. So I'm not still quite, took the goat I'm not cheese. quite past it, but I'm, you know, I've gotten closer to it. There's some dairy manager of that, uh, of that grocery store. It's getting reamed right now from her manager yeah. because she's got some too much goat cheese missing from her case. Maybe she lost her job. And if that's the case, then I would feel bad, but I doubt it. Barbara, poor Barbara. Did you hear about Barbara? She lost her job. Another, Why? Another log of goat cheese went missing. Another log of goat cheese. <laughs> so, Phil and Produce is doing good, though. They're selling a lot of potatoes. So the, to the person who stole my bag, rotten hell. Rotten hell. The other side of me that says, you stole it. There was a sign. I shouldn't have left it out, and I've done plenty of stealing in my life. So what? So there's a battle going on. But still, this person, selfishly, you know, my actions aside, rotten hell. And that's it. That's all I've got for today. So thanks for listening to this episode of One Topic. I'm Greg Russ. That is Autumn Fisher. Autumn, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere at Autoprits, P-R-I-T-T-S. And you can find the show uh, on Podbean, on iTunes. Just search One Topic. Please rate and review us. We also have a Facebook page if you want to go on there and check that out and talk to us and leave us messages or give us suggestions. Whatever you got. Just make sure you're subscribed and uh, keep listening. And until next time, take care.